All right, so it's about 9, 9.40 at night. I'm in the middle of a cigar, and uh, I thought it would be a good idea to update our listeners up until this point of what you were going through. So I know it's on a lot of people's minds um, how you dealt with this situation, and I know a lot of people are interested to hear your side. So I thought it would be a good idea for us to just kind of just do a rough cut and just talk about you know, some of the things that you were going through because I didn't tell that part on the podcast. I just didn't feel like it was fair to you for me to tell your story. Um, so this is a good opportunity for the listeners to get a get a look behind the curtain, so to speak, of what was actually going on between the two of us, how you were feeling with this bombshell that was dropped on us. So that's what basically what this episode is going to be about. It's going to be unscripted. So I don't have any questions prepared. Um, I guess you can call this like our red table talk. <laughs> so, I mean, the first question I have is, how did it feel um, when you first found out that I potentially had this child that was four years old that I didn't know about? Um, just walk walk us through how that felt, some of the emotions that you were going through, thoughts, and just be honest, be transparent. Okay, well... Obviously, the first thing I did was the math. And let's go back four years and make sure that this all works out. <laughs> and that we're on the right page here. Mm, don't and trust me much, huh? No, that wasn't it at all. But, you know, that's how my mind works. So let me get all the facts straight. And you're the same way. So initial thoughts were, okay, this was before I knew you. This was before us. This. It's crazy, but this is also our life now. And this is what we need to figure out and figure it out together and have a plan and know where we're going with this. I mean, at this point, it was just a maybe baby. I didn't, we didn't know for sure. So we couldn't really make a plan or talk about are we going to do this or are we not going to do this until we got the results from the test okay so that's that's a good place to start so all right at that stage you didn't know how to feel you didn't really want to jump to any conclusions all right so now the test results are in i'm uh i'm 99.9 percent .9 the father i relay that information to you what were some of your thoughts how did you feel about that well, when you told me, I mean, obviously, it's a punch in the gut. Like, it's it's real. This is real. Are we ready for this? Is this something that we can handle? Is this something that we're going to do together? I mean, it was, it made me sick at first. And, I, and I'm just going to be honest, because life as we knew it was about to change. And it was about to change drastically for everyone involved. Okay. So at that point... And this is just me, as I don't know the answer to this. At that point, was leaving ever on the table for you? Was that something that you considered, thought about, or maybe even felt, you know, either that day or the days or weeks following? Leaving, I mean, I'm going to be honest, it wasn't really an option. It was, if we can get through this, or... Better yet, maybe I should say when we get through this, get over this obstacle, whatever. No, you said it right the first time. If, if, if okay. <laughs> well, 
then I don't really know that there's too much more that life could throw at us that we couldn't handle. So to me, I don't want to say I accepted the challenge, but it, I was in it 110%. And I think I not only told you that, but reinforced that and told you like, okay, well then let's do this. We got to do this. Okay. I mean, it was pretty tough. To, it was tough for me to, to swallow and and go through. So I was just wondering for you if the pill was as bitter. Um, now we find out, of course, there's child support mediation and everything that's leading up to that. And then I finally go to child support mediation and I'm hit in the pocket with almost $600. At that point, you know, we exchange numbers and the ride is on. You know, from there, we don't know what to expect. I know for me personally, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what this was all going to be about as far as, you know, her texting me, what I shouldn't do, what I shouldn't say, what was okay to say, when was the right time to, to text back or even text her as far as time frames, late night, et cetera, et cetera. So, and since we're just being honest here, this learning curve that we that we were thrown uh really kind of affected our relationship a little bit you know really kind of a little bit uh-huh. <laughs> i mean it did it affected it affected our relationship in a way just because she had access to me and she took advantage of that access a lot texting me you know all times of night all times of the day random stuff just you know like we were friends and I know that caused a lot of issues for you and I. So how did how did that feel just knowing that there was another woman out there who felt like she had just as much right as you did to 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 be on my line? What was that like? Um it was annoying. <laughs> and it was frustrating because I knew that it was deeper than what you wanted to admit. And what I mean by that is I said to you constantly, this is not about your daughter. This is not about this little girl. This is about you and her. This is about her having access to you. This is about her being in your life. And you kept saying, no, it's about the little girl. It's about my daughter. Well, yeah, because that's what it was about for me. I wasn't worried about her. I was more concerned about, okay. But that is what caused the issue is that let me just put this out there for everybody. I was right. And I was trying to get you to understand that even if you couldn't see it yet, you were about to get, the light bulb was about to go off, that she was right. And I wasn't saying it to throw it in your face. I was saying it because I'm watching it. I'm listening to it. I'm witnessing it. She is talking to you like you owe her something. She is talking to you like, I'm going to hold this little girl over your head. I have all the power. I have all the control. And don't you dare think I won't. And she's throwing this in your face and that in your face. And I'm watching it. And it's, oh, I have to pacify this chick. I have to say the right thing. I have to bite my tongue. I have to appease her in order to see my daughter. And I tried to tell you, it doesn't have to be like that. That's how she wants it. She wants the baby dad drama. She wants the baby dads on my line. Baby dads hit me up. She wants that. And I needed you to establish the boundaries. But I also had to find my own place in all this 
Because at this point, she doesn't even know I exist. And it was probably better off that way. Hindsight it was. Um, but in the moment, I don't think you, you saw it that way. I guess for me, it wasn't that I was necessarily not trying to see it. But you got to understand, I had so many different people talking to me about this, about how I should handle it, what I should do. You know, that was my mom, that was you, that was the fellas at the lounge, and everybody's telling me what I should do. And I felt like it was something that I had to do myself and figure out on my, by myself. Even though we were and still are in a relationship, at the time, I felt like this is these are waters that I have to navigate on my own to figure out things on my own way. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the friction came from. Well, it also came from the fact that I didn't know your daughter, neither did you at this point. You had only met her once, whatever. But my job is to be protective of you. And I'm watching this happen. And it's unfolding in front of my face. And everything I say she's going to do, or everything I say she's going to say, she did. Or she said. So me, I'm like, I know you, you want to navigate this yourself, and this is what you're going through, but I'm right here with you. And I'm trying to tell you, it's only going to get worse. So you're you're a mother. Um, for those of those of you that don't know, she is a mother. From a mother's perspective, what did you think about the different men entering and exiting my daughter's life, and just the instability that was going on from a mother's standpoint? Uh, when I would tell you these things, or we would find certain things out because at the time, a lot of people don't know this, but you were actually one of my social media sources. Um, mm -hmm. So you were the one that was actually following her and seeing all these things transpire. So I've always wanted to know what that was like from your point of view, as far as knowing that, knowing who she is number one, and all of the issues that she created for us uh, in our own relationship. How were you able to separate that part of it and still continue to follow her and not, not be stressed out or let that take over your life, so to speak? How, how was that? How was that experience? Because that was really big of you to do that for me. So the whole experience was difficult. It was difficult to separate, but at the end of the day, there was a goal. And the goal was to keep it about the kid. So that's all that I was interested in. I mean, the fake life that was portrayed and the perfect happy home and, you know, it's all smoke and mirrors. So that didn't bother me. But what bothered me as a mother from that standpoint, your number one job is to protect your child. And I would never put my child in any of the circumstances or situations that she had that child in and making it seem normal and to see people commenting and telling her how wonderful she was. I'm like, what, what kind of company do you keep? Because someone should be checking you. Someone should be saying, okay, she called this guy, dad, this guy, dad, that guy, dad, like what in the world does, is it, do you call him dad too? Is that, is that how she knows it? That that's why she has to call them that? Is it normal for her to be sitting on laps and, you know, in bed with these men? And, 
you know, are they bathing her? Like the millions of thoughts that were going through my head that some of them I kept to myself because it was going to stress you out even more. At this point, there was nothing we could do. So it was like, okay, get the screenshot, get the proof, keep it moving, but also document everything and be mindful of everything because eventually this is all going to come to light and we're going to have to figure it out. Did you think it would be as difficult as it was? Because it was literally a, a, a tug of war battle, a constant tug of war of me trying to do the right thing and her obviously doing the wrong thing. Did you ever think that there was a light at the end of the tunnel during that time period that eventually, you know, I would get to meet her, you would get to meet her, my family would get to meet her, um, and it wouldn't take as long as it did? No. No, there was no light. I saw her for what she was. All right, you got the, quite, quite the optimist. <laughs> no, I'm saying, you when you, know, when you know what type of person you're dealing with and what... That I think that was the frustrating part is that it's not that I didn't want to be optimistic, but at the end of the day, I know her type. And I also, I didn't want you to put yourself in a situation where, okay, she's feeling good this day. You've said something to make her happy. So she's going to let you see your daughter. And then all of a sudden you say the wrong thing or you don't text back in time. And now you don't get to see her. And now your hopes are up. Your daughter's hopes are probably up. And all I can say is, told you so. I knew it was going to happen. But I don't. I just sit there and I sit back and keep saying, okay, this is, this is what you're dealing with. She's not going to change. She's lying. So, all right. How hard is it for you right now in this moment during this process of me writing and recording a podcast that's possibly going to be a book. How hard is it for you to relive some of these moments? Um, because I know it's like picking at a scab. Obviously, things, some things you never quite get over. The wounds are still there. But how does it feel to, to have those, those wounds in that painful time period in our relationship? Uh, be brought back up and resurface with with this podcast. What are some of the things that that you go through that you, that you're feeling? It's not a good feeling. It's not easy to go through. I think I have to get into the right mental space and the right. I don't know. I just have to. Obviously, I remind myself of how far we've come, and you know X, Y, and Z, but it's still, there's still that pain there. There's still that, you know, I remember the nights just feeling like so full of hate for her, for what she was putting you through, for what she was putting your daughter through. And that, you know, so many conversations that we had where it wasn't that we were going to break up or we couldn't do this. It was just like, how are we going to continue down this path? Like, it's not getting any easier. It's not getting, we're not getting anywhere. And that's what I felt like. And it, it didn't matter. Like, you know, you were trying to be transparent with me. So you're sending me everything that she said, and you're sending me the responses. 
And not that I didn't appreciate the transparency, but sometimes it was like, can't you just tell this bitch to shut up? Can't you just put her in her place? Can't you cuss her out? Can't you say, yo, don't hit my phone? Can't you say enough is enough? Like, when does it get to the point where the nonsense and the BS is not going to be tolerated? And when do we get to a point where it is about the child? I kept saying this to you. If this was strictly about the child from the jump, from the beginning, it would have been a whole different thing. It wasn't that for her. This was her moment to come in and wreck havoc as best as she knows how because that's all she knows how to do. I mean, for me, I was just navigating two worlds, it felt like. I was trying to navigate keeping you happy and thinking that I was doing the right thing by you by keeping you fully involved and being transparent, but then also trying to figure out how to deal with her. I mean, I said it, I said it a couple times already. You know, I was still trying to figure everything out. My life was changing. It was continuing to change. You were a part of my life. So that aspect of my life was also changing as far as our relationship is concerned. And it was just hard. A lot of times I felt like if I don't do this, this could happen. You know, she's going to be mad at me. And then I possibly won't see my daughter ever. So especially before I met her at Chuck E. Cheese, that was just, that was the only thing that went through my mind. And then after I saw her, I wanted to see her again. I thought that was the start of, you know, that was a turning point and the start of something fruitful as far as the relationship is concerned with my daughter. So, yeah, I mean, right or wrong at the time, I was just going off of how I felt and what I thought was right. A little bit to the detriment of our relationship and maybe it was a little selfish, but... At the same time, you know, I really didn't know what was going on um, and what was going to happen because it was all still fresh to me. So we just listened to episode four. It will be out tomorrow. We're actually talking the night before this drops. Episode five comes out next week. Um, And then I'll release this episode so we can kind of talk about some of the things that happened in these next couple of episodes, the main one being her rant. <laughs> when you were in the moment, because you knew because you knew about all of this, you knew about how she goes on these rants, and I don't respond, and it's just a continuous barrage of just text messages. But when you actually heard it for the first time on the podcast, what did you think? Because I know I died. I I just. By probably about the six text message in, I lost it. And we listened to it together, and you lost it too. So what was going, what was going through your mind as you were cracking up listening to this, this nonsense? I mean, the first thing is, is she doesn't take a, a clue. Like, she is so annoying. Who keeps saying, I'm done going back and forth, and continues to go back and forth with themselves? Because the conversation was over from your standpoint. I mean, you got to understand, like, in the beginning, I'm like the silent partner just listening, right? I don't have control over what you're saying. I don't have control over what she's going to say. I trust you wholeheartedly. I don't trust her with 
anything. So to me, she can, she had so much control and so she was just such a terrible person that the whole situation was just untrustworthy to me. Not that you were doing anything wrong, but what was her angle? What was her goal? To me, you know, I remember when you were going to Chuck E. Cheese and I said, watch, you're going to be on her Instagram next. And what did she do? Took a picture when you weren't looking. I called it. I've been calling this girl since the beginning. I've seen her type. I know her type. All she wanted was to be like, look, all of a sudden he wants to be in her life. Da, 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 out, And they're having so much fun. Guess what? He's not going to see her for I don't even know how long. And she held it over your head because she needed a place to stay. I don't want anyone to think that you sound you sound bitter or anything. I know I know where you're coming from, but I just don't want the listeners to feel like that. Well, I don't think there's anything bitter about it. I think that I don't trust her. I've never trusted her. And it has nothing to do with my trust for you or our relationship. It is because she makes bad decisions. She puts your daughter in compromising situations and she's so predictable with her with her actions like you you almost know what's coming so i think that it wasn't that i was trying to take any excitement away from you and obviously yes i wanted you to meet your daughter but i also didn't want you to meet your daughter and not be able to see her again i did i wanted to avoid that hurt that you felt and then i felt for you because you were excited you thought that the relationship was really going to be built. But really, it was just like, hmm, there's a taste. But I'm going to give you a bigger taste of how, of the true person that I am. And that was what I was trying to avoid the whole time. Right. So how did you feel? You know, there's a four-year-old girl um, that obviously at this point is mine. You don't have a daughter. You have a son. This is not your child. At that point, did you ever think about what it would be like if you did meet her and you were in her life at the time? Um, how did that feel for you? What did you think that would be like? Like, you, How do you separate the mom from the child, so to speak? Because you know she's going to be a reflection of her mother at this point because that's all she knew. So like, how did you feel about meeting her, getting to know her, and things like that, even though we knew it wasn't going to happen or you knew it wasn't going to happen, did those thoughts ever cross your mind about what it would be like if you two were in the same space with me? So, yeah, I did think about what it was going to be like to meet her. Was she going to like me? Was she going to be brainwashed to hate me because I'm with you and I'm not her mother? I mean, I thought about all the different aspects, but most importantly, I thought you were my priority. So it was, how can I help him through this? And if she doesn't take to me, well, I ain't going to be the first person that doesn't take to me, but I'll figure it out. We will figure something out and we'll keep it moving. Like it's, this is our life. This is what's going to happen. And you're not going to fight. We're not going to fight this hard. And then, you know, let anything else stop us. So I was excited to meet her, but there were a million things going through my head. What if she doesn't like her? What if she doesn't like me? What if we don't click? 
And what if, you know, at this point, you know, thanks for being on the ride, but this is my blood, so I'll see you later. Is that your way of asking me if, you know, I ever thought about just leaving the situation because it came, became too much? Well, I mean, I saw the stress that you were going through. So I didn't know what was coming next. And I'm being completely honest because it was difficult. And every time we turned a corner, we hit, we got hit in the face with something else. So it was worrisome. Like, is this all going to become too much? Is he going to say, you know, I can't deal with any of this and just walk away from the situation, walk away from me? I, I don't know. You can answer that. No. I mean, I never I never thought about leaving any situation. I think my priority back then and even now is still my daughter. That's been the number one thing that I've been concerned about since I found out. And, and I say that, obviously, in episode four, it's something that fundamentally changes you when you find out that you have a child. And that is very, very true. I didn't know what that was going to be like. You know, I kept hearing, oh, when you see her for the first time, you know, all the stuff that you've been through, all the stuff that you're going through with the mom and all that, it's all going to be worth it. And I was pessimistic to all of that. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. That's not, you just saying that. But it turned out to be true. Like, you meet someone that has the same qualities as you uh, facially and body-wise, and it just it draws you closer to that to that little human being. So, no, it was never on the table, obviously, because you were supporting me in the right way. We just didn't know how to go through this process together at that point. I knew eventually it had to get better. There had to be a light at the end of the tunnel. And that's just because of the way I think. But I never thought about just saying I'm all in on my daughter and that's it. I'm, I'm done with everything else. Were there moments when it got too hard and I just didn't want to deal with anything at all? Absolutely. But that's where the vacations and going away and, and us getting time to just reconnect and forget about everything that was going on came in. I think that's why we decided to take so many trips and do so many things at that point because things just got so heavy that I had to just step away. I had to take you away. And we had to just figure out, okay, this is the time that we're going to take to get to reconnect and we're going to come back a little stronger so that we can fight this thing, whatever it is. And that was the most important thing to me at that point. And then after we come back, obviously we have two holidays and a birthday and then I'm not allowed to see her. So I know for you, it was probably tough watching me go through that, that heartbreak of not being able to see her not being able to talk to her, especially on those moment in those moments, because technically that was my first Christmas, Thanksgiving, and the first birthday that I was able to acknowledge that I was actually a dad. And that right was taken away from me. So the short answer to your question is no, I never thought about about leaving. But you just proved my point right there. And that was that it was so easily taken away. And it was frustrating for me because there's nothing I can say. There's nothing I can do. There's, there's literally nothing I can say or do to make this better. Other than say, 
you tried it, you tried it this way, you got to go a different avenue now. Let's talk about that because at this point, I didn't even file for custody and it was months that went by since I found out, since I tried to see her and, you know, the back and forth between the mother and I and all that. How frustrating was that to you for me not to just go ahead and just take that step and go seek custody, you know, in the legal route? So I remember sitting at dinner and it was when, you know, the back and forth was going on and I think I finally said to you, like, so when are you going to exercise your right to start seeing? And I'm pretty sure, I don't know if you want me to say it, but like I called her your investment because that's what she was at this point. You were putting money into something, you know, just like the stock market. You're putting money into something. You don't know what it's going to do. But when were you going to exercise the right that you had as her father and do what needed to get done? Like, I knew that you had to process things and, you know, you were giving this chick the benefit of the doubt. When was it going to be enough? Because clearly it wasn't working. And how much time were we going to waste? Like, how much, you know, she's only getting older. And at the end of the day, you're her father. You wanted to do what was right. So you can't do that on your own, especially when you're dealing with somebody like her. So to me, it was take the control away from her. Take the power away from her. And you know how you do that? You take her to court. Because the first thing she said to you was about, let's leave this out of court. And the reason behind it was she wouldn't have any power. And she knew that. And I mean, I mean I'm biased. I'm on your side. You're, you know, I saw the struggles. I saw everything that you went through. And I wanted you to, I wanted you to see you happy. I wanted to see you happy with your daughter. I wanted you to experience holidays, not on FaceTime, but in person. And not when she decided she was going to let you. Or decide she was going to let you go back on her word. You not, you know, talk nice to her and then all of a sudden whatever. Right. So... I think I think we covered a lot of ground with this conversation and we definitely probably will do this again. Um, I'll probably come more prepared next time. If you're listening, listeners, if you have anything that you want to hear during our next conversation or during the next talk episode between Kay and I, you know, leave a comment on Instagram. Definitely inbox me your questions so that we can get some of the, the real questions that you have about how she was feeling, our relationship at the time, what she was going through, what I was going through, what we were going through, uh, so we can make this, you know, obviously more beneficial to you, the listener, and pull the curtain back a little bit more. Kay, I want to thank you for doing this episode with me, being so honest and, and transparent about something that was probably hard to go back and talk about. I can't wait for the next time we do this. Uh, like I said, hopefully we have some some better questions and we can give the listeners some more insight on what you were really feeling. Thank you. I appreciate it. Anytime. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at destinationunknown.podcast and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast at.